Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we are turning the tables today on the scruffy stuff. Instead of me interviewing a guest today, the guest will be interviewing me. And that guest is Emily Stooksberry from New to Knock. So Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So I'm really excited to be able to share that uh, Knox News is going to be partnering with New to Knox moving forward. A little bit of a media partnership. Obviously, you guys do a great job of connecting with people who are new here. Mm -hmm. And I like to think the podcast and some of the stuff at Knox News could serve that same audience. So what better time to collaborate, especially as a lot of people are moving to Knoxville. Absolutely. And with those people who are moving to Knoxville, I know when they get here, they have a lot of questions. And so the point of today's podcast is for you, Emily, to share those questions with me, some of the most popular questions that you get, and I will answer them. But before we get started, just to remind everyone, the scruffy stuff is brought to you by KnoxNews.com. So head on over to KnoxNews.com slash subscribe to see our latest offers and support local journalism today. So at this point... I'm going to let you take over the show. Anything you want to ask? Oh my goodness. I have so many questions. I personally have so many questions, but we also asked everybody on the interwebs their questions. So we we compiled some of the most uh, appealing, interesting. My first question, I actually live downtown, so this is personal. Okay. What is the situation on a downtown grocery store? Is that ever going to be a thing? So... I did a story a few years ago, and downtown has changed a lot since then about why there hasn't been a downtown grocery store yet, because I imagine you get that question a lot. I get that question a lot. Everybody always wants to know. And when it comes to opening a grocery store, there's really a science, very specific formula to it, as in you know, how far are the residents that would be immediately around this grocery store? What other grocery stores do they have options to? Mm-hmm. Within how many miles are they? Is there a bus nearby that can get them to a grocery store? And so if you think about downtown, right, there is the Publix that's really close by. Yes. And that's something that, um, you know, it doesn't seem like it's downtown, but it is just a bus right away. I will say there's like three or four grocery stores that I pick and choose from because they're all kind of close. Right. But just far enough that I like to complain about the fact that there's not a grocery store downtown. Well, see, and the (laughs) thing is, and and I I share that as well. And I live in South Knoxville. And so there actually is talks about a grocery store possibly coming to the building where High Wire and Fly By Night is. Uh, Chris Morton, who's a uh, owner at South Coast and Alliance, is the one that's working on that. But um, I understand that. I do also hear a lot the complaint like, why would I live downtown? I got to drive to a grocery store. Well, everybody kind of has to drive to a grocery store no matter where you live. You're making too much sense, Ryan. You're making too much sense. (laughs) But but there is talks about there being possibly a grocery store in the new... um, Old City Baseball Stadium development. I know they've oh. planned some space over there. There's been some other talks, but in the Intriguing. meantime, there are some smaller spaces, right? You have the market on Gay Street mm-hmm. where you can get some um, some snacks on the run. You have uh, you have the recently opened 
uh, Ian's Market in the 100 block of mm-hmm, Gay Street, mm-hmm. which we know there's a lot of residents over there, so that's going to be handy. So there are options. There's I ones really close by. have loved Red Panda. Oh, yeah, I am Red Panda I am too. a Red Panda fangirl at this point. They're so nice and so helpful, and everything I've had has been delicious. Well, there you go. So there are three smaller options. Three Rivers Market is another one. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if I mentioned that's also nearby. But mm-hmm. when the stadium opens and you're going to have a lot more residents living over there, you're going to have um, a lot more businesses over there. There's already talks about you know some space dedicated to a grocery store. It really comes down to the number of residents. You know, like I said, the formula and how many other grocery stores are nearby, and we're not quite there but we're moving that direction so maybe soon okay and south knoxville could be even sooner okay speaking of well not really speaking of i personally have thought before the greyhound bus station would be a great spot for a a grocery store okay i'm probably the only person who has thought that but it's a real thought i've had that being said greyhound bus station the black horse on the corner right downtown gay street some of those places do we know what's coming up for those yeah, so there are a few empty spaces downtown, those two being some of the most prominent. The The Greyhound bus station is one where I feel like we're probably going to have to wait and see just because that uh, you know that's so close to the baseball stadium that yeah. whatever is going to be put there is going to probably be something really cool. So that's exciting. I don't know what it's going to be. Probably not a small reno, though. That's going to be right, yeah. a time-consuming situation. Yes, but, and one thing that's interesting about it, I would love to see the owners lean into this, and the owners is uh, Dewhurst Properties, which is some good news for anybody that's like you know concerned about you know what that building might become because they have a track record of doing a really good job of renovating old Mm -hmm. spaces and not tearing down and building new so i have a feeling that building's going to stay i have a feeling it makes sense to wait to see how the stadium plays out in the first Mm -hmm. couple years or at least as it's getting closer to being built I, i don't know if you noticed that building is kind of in the shape of a baseball stadium on the corner which I've always thought would be really cool to like maybe do like a sports bar there. We've talked about that on an episode before. Or I know one of the big things Randy Boyd is doing with the baseball stadium is he wants to incorporate uh, black baseball history in the project. Ah. And I'm like, how cool would it be, you know, some sort of you know monument to that or maybe a sports bar built around that. So that is just me uh, sharing my ideas, which is not my job. Well, yeah, that sounds more fun than a grocery store, honestly. <laughs> well, grocery store would be good, too. Um, okay, so what about Black Horse? So Black Horse is another one that we're still kind of waiting to see, but we do know the people that own it, uh, Kennedy Concepts and HD Patel, which that's something that's exciting. If you're new to Knoxville and you're walking around and you see Hotel Clio and mm-hmm. wondering what that is, that's HD Patel. He's okay. the one behind that. And so that's a new boutique hotel that's coming, and that's also a French restaurant that's going to be coming there oh. called Lilou uh, oh. that's going to be opening inside. So that's exciting. But he's also um, an owner of the uh, building there uh, where Black Horse once was and uh, partnering with Kennedy Concepts, which mm-hmm. they're the people behind Loco Borough at the mall. Bro, we just had their brunch. So, you it had the brunch? So I had the brunch, good. Yeah. It was so good. Uh, I love Loco Borough. I, uh, it was a chocolate fountain. I feel like I don't... It was a, there was a chocolate fountain for <laughs> yeah, brunch. Yeah, you heard that right. Yes, there um, was. You know, I don't like going to the mall that much, but I feel like I'm, a, I'm like kind of escaped the mall. You know, let my wife shop and uh-huh. I go in there and have some margaritas and some tacos. And I'm that's not great. a mall person, but I do go to the mall for a chocolate fountain. Yeah, I'll go anywhere for a chocolate fountain, <laughs> actually. Um, but the, uh, you know, so Kennedy Concepts, they have a, you know, a history of building really cool concepts, right? Mm-hmm. Loco Borough is uh, awesome. And, you know, you see what they've done in Gatlinburg. So I would, you know, expect to see some sort of restaurant come in there. They've also taken over the the brand Cafe Four mm-hmm. downtown. So that's yep. no longer a Clanaris restaurant. That's also HD and Kennedy. So expect a restaurant, don't know what it's going to be quite yet. But it's kind of um, exciting, though. Yeah, sometimes I like not knowing. Yeah, they've kind of run the gambit, so you're yeah. not going to know what you're going to get. I like it. But keep your eyes peeled. We'll okay. have the story once we know. Oh, peel. Maybe a banana split. Okay. <laughs> now we're going to switch. 
concepts completely. Okay. This question, what do you think as a hard-hitting journalist is okay. the coolest apartment downtown? The coolest apartment downtown. Mm-hmm. Most expensive. I don't know. Just like, what do you think? I, I can't talk about the most expensive one because I did write a story about that recently. Uh, but before I get there, you know, we were just talking about uh, the Greyhound bus station and, mm-hmm. you know, Dewhurst being known to renovate old properties and, and find new life form. Well, where we're sitting at right now, the Hyatt uh, on Gay Street, uh, Rick Dover does the same thing. And so this was an example of a nice renovation of an old building. Uh, if you look over at the old Tennessee Supreme Court building, Rick Dover uh, renovated that to become the Tribute, which mm. is this cool sort of Airbnb hotel apartment combo. That's actually in the old yes. Supreme Court building. That building is very cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I thought that it was still the Supreme Court building up no, until yeah. this very exact moment. Have that you seen you said the rooftop that? up there? No. It's, it's not, I wish it was public like the... 5:30 lounges yes. here but it's just it's just for uh it's just for residents with a really like, cool rooftop. Oh, I want to see inside that so bad. Yeah. I think that's such a pretty building. It's awesome. It's really cool too for like people who are like, you know, uh people that are going through med school or just mm-hmm. going to be here for a little bit of time maybe for a residency because mm-hmm. you can rent it out for, you know, a few months at a time and or I, you could just stay a night. Yeah, I like that it's an Airbnb because I feel like that that's a whole new concept, a whole new building. It's right. not like taking already lived in spots and turning them into Airbnbs. It's like, right. no, 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 we're just making some new just, ones yeah, here. Where the, where the court used to be. Yeah. I mean, they have some of the like original marble and stuff in there from the uh, court. It's really cool. That's what I'm saying. But right next door to that, Dover, Rick Dover also did Church and Henley Apartments, which the rates fluctuate a lot with downtown apartments based mm-hmm. on demand. But at one point, I guess uh, there was a, an apartment available in there, their luxury unit that yes. faces UT and the Sunsphere that was like $4,000. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we actually recently launched a rental guide okay. a, for a move to Knox rental guide for people who want to kind of get to know the city. Um, we like kind of looked through the most popular, best rated, kind of did all that research so you don't have to type situation. That being said, Church and Henley was on there and they let us get a little peek inside there too. That apartment yeah. is crazy. Like you can basically see inside Neyland Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's just interesting too. So I think that's cool for a couple of reasons. One, not only is it uh, really fancy in terms of amenities that they have there? I mean, there's a pool, there's a meditation room, there's uh-huh. like this interactive fitness equipment, all these shared sort of meeting spaces, but also just for that like part of town. You know, people who are new to Knoxville might not realize how dead that whole side of town mm-hmm. used to be because Henley Street was just, it still is essentially just an interstate running mm-hmm. through downtown. But now you have Church and Henley there. So it's cool that it's sort of expanding downtown towards campus. People sometimes feel like campus is a little disconnected from downtown, but mm-hmm. the more stuff that you're seeing on that western side of downtown is making yeah. it a, a lot cooler area. That little, um, the Maker Exchange inside Marriott yeah. has been really cool. And like the Tennessean, obviously the Sun Sphere. I feel like it's like slowly but surely a worthwhile jaunt over there. Yeah, we should have uh, copyrighted, but we, it's West Downtown Knoxville. We had a whole podcast about this uh, this new neighborhood that's forming oh. West Downtown. So we'll see uh, we'll see what happens over there. There's some other stuff perhaps in the works on that side of town. So. Is Knox News in charge of naming neighborhoods? Not at all, but, okay. we, but sometimes we, uh, <laughs> I was like, I have so sometimes many we questions. take it upon ourselves to, <laughs> to coin it. Yeah. Okay, speaking of the Sun Sphere and the very popularly known West Downtown neighborhood, yes. um, why is Knoxville called the Scruffy City? So and it's there's there's some history there, and some people don't like the name anymore. I'd be interested to hear what new to Knoxville people think about it, because I personally love the nickname. Yeah. You know, scruffy at the time when we first were called the Scruffy City. Actually, we weren't called the Scruffy City at first. We were just called a Scruffy city by the wall street journal uh they meant it in a negative way it was right before 
the World's Fair came here in 1982, and they had sent somebody to sort of, I guess, scope out Knoxville to see what the site was going to be all about. And they said, how in the world is a scruffy little city on the banks of the Tennessee River going to pull this thing off? And so that was the perception going in. Uh, we had the World's Fair. Years later, the name has stuck around. People kind of have taken it now, though. And this is where some of the debate gets in. Do we want to be called a scruffy city when scruffy means unkempt, shabby, you know, all this stuff? Or, uh, But the flip side of it is people have sort of embraced it, sort mm-hmm. of like a keep Austin weird sort mm-hmm. of thing, right? Where it's like scruffy means uh, we're local, we're hands-on, not afraid to get our hands dirty, yep. hyper-local, maker. I mean, we're called yep. the Maker City, too. Uh, Knoxville was named the first official Maker City by Etsy. And so we have a great maker community here. Mm-hmm. So I like to think scruffy kind of plays into Maker City as so well. I um, So I'm personally a fan. Also, I named the podcast The Scruffy Stuff. So that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't want to be like the Maker City stuff or something later, although that would be cool, too, I guess. But no, um, that would be an interesting question to ask all of the new people coming into town. Like, what's your perception? Because I kind of like it as a a, a a combo of we're not trying to take ourselves too seriously. We're not trying to impress anybody. But there's still because we've kind of embraced it. There's still like a pride there of like we care about our city. Right. I feel like it's both. Like, we have a love for the scruffy city. So it's not unkempt, even though, like, yeah, the definition might say that. But it's just like, we are who we are. And and it kind of has a little scruffy charm to it. I'm into it. Yeah. I mean, who's looking at a dictionary anyways? We're not getting technical. Let's just, you know, it sounds. And there are parts of Knoxville that still feel scruffy. Like, I love going down to Old City. I feel like that is the place that Mm -hmm. still feels a little scruffy. Although, Mm -hmm. well, we might. I wonder if any questions will come up about the stadium. I know that's one I get a lot. But that might be changing when the the stadium comes uh, comes through and, and opens up but anyways yeah that's the history a little bit of, of a negative history that we have reclaimed and made our own and turned it into a positive I, um who who said zach roskop of knox brew tours and knox brew hub and knox brew stories and all the knox brew things <laughs> right. yes he i believe said um like come to our city and we'll welcome you with open arms with our southern hospitality but please don't change anything <laughs> <laughs> and by the way i just want to plug to uh zach roskop of uh fred beans and rice which hey! is exciting uh so is know. that open have they officially they, i don't think they've opened yet but okay. um you know i imagine new Knoxville people are asking where to eat and pretty soon there'll be a new place so, absolutely um yeah. Okay. Next question. If you're new to Knoxville, I'm coming here and I am not a Vols fan. How am I watching sports? What sports am I watching? How can I be involved with an athletic community? Right. So can I, you tell I'm into sports? Was that, <laughs> did I, yeah, did I give I it? Sports? Did I give it off? <laughs> um, have you seen Barbie? That's like what kin job. Have I've, I seen Barbie? <laughs> please. <laughs> kin job is sports. How do I sports? I think, well, one, I think you're going to find out quickly that you probably will become a Vols fan after a certain amount of time. Because I think, yeah. Okay, I'm on year nine. Yeah. I've been here nine years. Year eight is when I, I had to come out right. as a Vols fan. I was like, you know what? <sighs> it's happened. And you're from the other UT I'm neck of the woods. I am. I am. Um, I am. I'm not going to lie. But I but think. the bright orange. You just can't <laughs> say no to it after a while. I think you'll become a Vols fan after a while because I think a lot of people come in here and they think Vols football and they're like, oh, I already have a Vols, or I already have a football uh, affiliation to a team. And you realize now, like, Vols sports is doing great in basketball. They're doing great in baseball. You think about the, um, and speaking of basketball, the history of women's basketball mm-hmm. in Knoxville and the Hall Absolutely. of Fame here. Um, so, yeah, I would say first give yourself some time and you'll, you'll figure it out. Um, what then, helped for me was that they started winning. 
Yeah. Uh, there is a correlation to I was here eight years. They started winning and I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. And they this started serving fun. alcohol in the stadiums. <laughs> oh, and yeah. That might have been part of it. Ew, maybe I shouldn't have been so honest about when I started liking the balls. <laughs> um, but uh, no, there are a lot of options. I mean, if you're not into it, for one, if you're moving from anywhere in the SEC, it's cool. And I'm I'm from ACC country originally, coming from North Carolina. But you know, I know a lot of people who um, maybe are LSU fans, move mm-hmm. from Louisiana. You'll still have that opportunity to see your team come into town. Mm-hmm. But then there's also um, some other sports uh, that are offered either semi-professionally or professionally. Um, you have Knoxville Ice Bears is one that's mm-hmm. been around for a long time, a minor league hockey club that plays over at the Coliseum that is a lot of fun to watch. We also have one Knoxville SC right now, which made the jump from semi-pro to pro, which I is exciting. I have been loving going to those games this summer. Yeah. It feels like I'm going to a high school football game, but yeah. it's like minor league soccer. Right. It's just kind of like hometown, rooting for the home team. Yeah. But it's not weird to go to a high school that you don't go to. You know what I mean? You could also go to high school football games. So that actually is, is that a, weird. I've been to one. I went to my wife's old high school though, so I had like no. I had a see, connection. that's allowed. Yeah, okay. no, you can't just randomly go to a high school yeah, game. You can why not? That's so weird. I don't think it's weird. We're we're getting a head shake over here. You can't do it. All right, other people are weighing in that you can't do it. Cool. It's just a good vibe. One yeah. Knoxville games are just a good vibe. And what's really exciting is that uh, if you are new to Knoxville and you're wondering what all that construction is over there in the old city, or if you're wondering what the old city is, I'm sure you probably have a lot more questions. It's not about called that. the old town. Yeah, there you go. It's uh, it's a baseball stadium. It's really a multi-use stadium that's coming for uh, Tennessee Smokies baseball, which they're in Kodak right now, about a 30-minute drive or so away. Um, they're double A affiliate of the Chicago Cubs, but pretty soon they'll be moving to this new downtown stand that's being built. And so we'll have minor league baseball in addition to minor league hockey, in addition to uh, one Knox SC, like we said, who will be playing their home games eventually at the baseball stadium. So there will be other sports to rally around. And I think uh, come 2025 when the stadium's supposed to open up, if you are into sports but don't like the Vols, uh, just head down to the old city. Uh, mm-hmm. It's already sort of a nightlife uh, destination, a music destination, a restaurant destination. I think pretty soon it's just going to become the place in downtown uh, because once you throw sports into the mix as well, um, it's, I think it's going to become incredibly popular. So, yeah. um, And also I would say head on over to Knox News and you can read about, um, if you are a soccer fan, uh, some of the team affiliated bars that are around. There's a lot of bars and breweries that are you know either a Manchester United fan mm-hmm. or you know you go here or if you're a fan of another team you go here. So there's ways to get involved. Absolutely, almost like all year round too. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like every single home game for the Vols football season, again with the sports, is basically like a festival in Knoxville. Oh yeah. Uh, what other new festivals are that we've had some festivals uh, be laid to rest over the ca- last couple of years. Boomsday was one. Yep. A lot of people asked about. I fell in love with Knoxville, my first Rhythm and Blooms festival, which has since uh, deceased. So what festivals have come onto the scene that we can be excited about with some of these faves um, that maybe people new to Knoxville are hearing people be like, oh, you should have been here for Boomsday. And you're like, well, <laughs> right. what, what else is there then? Yeah, I know. I miss Boomsday. That was that, that ended right before I got here. I also miss Biscuit Festival, which I understand was a yeah. big one. Um, but there have been some festivals that have sort of, uh, I don't know if you could ever replace these festivals, but that have, um, you know, you know, kind of filled the gap. And so Rhythm and Blooms is one that went away. But since then, we've gotten Southern Skies, mm-hmm. which is over at World's Fair Park, which if you're new to Knoxville, uh, World's Fair Park is just such a cool amenity to have in your downtown to be ha- able to have that much green space mm-hmm. um, in the center of a city. Um, and so 
I think uh, Southern Skies is new. I would say expect maybe uh, to see more festivals out there at World's Fair Park. They recently renovated that performance lawn, so there's able to get equipment in and out of there for festivals more. Oh, sweet. Um, I know Big Ears Festival recently had a, and I'll talk about Big Ears in a second, but recently had uh, an expansion of their programming after the festival was over. Maybe it was before. It wasn't during the actual festival weekend where they had some shows out there on the performance lawn. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, World's Fair Park is going to be your place for festivals. Uh, It used to be Market Square. You see a lot more happening on Market Square, but a lot of that has moved over uh, to the park there. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, uh, unfortunately, a really cool festival that has semi-canceled, but I think it's going to be coming back is uh, Sunset on Central. Yes. Which, oh my goodness. I really yeah. hope it's coming back. I yeah. think it will. I think it will too. I mean, they, they talked about they're going to try to gear up for 2024, but mm-hmm. that's a, that's a great festival. You're into music to, uh, uh, it's a free festival. So sort of a music discovery festival. Um, trying to think what else that's been coming up recently. I mean, um, if you're new, you probably haven't heard of big ears, uh, big ears. You talked about, yeah, you know, Tennessee football games being such a big, uh, event, uh, mm-hmm. you know, every, you know, however many Saturdays, um, in the fall, uh, big ears festival kind of has such a huge impact over just one weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's comparable to the impact that, uh, you know, the university of Tennessee football has on downtown where they have four days of just the best musicians in their fields mm-hmm. from all over the world coming in, descending on Knoxville for a few days and people from all over the world traveling to, to watch it too. So it's a big international audience, people from all over and sort of the whole downtown gets taken over uh, with music for four days, which is awesome. Uh, and it's really cool. You just walk around and you sort of hear people talking in other mm-hmm. languages and, you know, you see all the bars and restaurants full. So this was my first year experiencing big years actually. And it was, it exceeded my expectations by a million. Like yeah, it was incredible. so interesting. I feel like the first day I went to only totally obscure shows and I was like what is this how and why and then by the second day I was like I am a new person and I understand music in a way I never have before like you like (laughs) quickly change um but not only that it's really fun to see downtown just alive in a way that you don't see very often right and the third thing is there are actually a lot of free shows and stuff that they put on so even if you're like afraid to fully commit to the weekend pass for your first time you can just come downtown and like get the life and still hit a couple shows and it's great well i'll put it this way we had a podcast recently where we were asking it was was like kind of this or that would you rather you know this happen or would you rather this happen and the question was would you rather have all knoxville music festivals go away except for big ears or would you rather big ears go away which is a really tough decision to make. And I want neither one of those things to happen. Mm-hmm. But I end up saying, keep Big Ears. Because wow. Big Ears is such, has such a huge impact. But the the reasoning I gave beyond that, which I think would be helpful for people who are new to Knoxville, is that even if all the other festivals go away, there are so many opportunities for live music in Knoxville when there aren't festivals going True. on. Uh, you think about having the Tennessee Theater right in downtown, across from the Bijou Theater, Tennessee Theater being the state theater of Tennessee. Uh, and you also have uh, the Mill and Mine. You yep. mentioned the free venues at Big Ears. Pilot Light's one of those. You have concerts over at Barley's. Just saw Adeem the Artist over the weekend mm-hmm. play at Barley's, which is an incredible show. And you have like even breweries now. Yeehaw has just expanded yep. or opened up here with a with pretty much a little mini amphitheater. Um, and so there's opportunities for live music. I don't know if you've heard uh, newtoknox.com slash live music. It's a yeah. great resource for all of the go. live music in Knoxville. Cool. Well, perfect. So then, yeah, so you can stay up to date with everything that's happening uh, music wise and props to y'all for keeping that calendar up because I know that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot to. to well, there's always more than we even have. So yeah. there's always more going on in Knoxville than anybody can really tell you about because it's for a small scruffy city. There's a lot going on. Yeah, for it's a fun sure. Fun place. 
Well, in addition to the concert calendar, I know you have a lot of other stuff over at newtonox.com. What's the best way for people just to keep up with the stuff that y'all have going on? For sure. I would say two ways. One is just following us on Instagram, new number two, Knox. And then um, if you go to newtonox.com, you can sign up for our newsletter. And it, we would call that something cute, but it, like it's new newsletter. You know what I mean? Anyway, <laughs> so um, that goes out just twice a month. We just try to keep you up to date with things going on around Knoxville events and fun things. So that's probably the easiest way to stay up to date with what we're doing. Um, if you are thinking about moving to Knoxville or moving around Knoxville, we also have that rental guide that we uh, mentioned earlier. Um, that's going to tell you about neighborhoods and fun rental properties and like, you know, the most expensive apartment in downtown Knoxville that overlooks the literal Neyland stadium. Um, but yeah, there's a lot going on. We try to keep you up to date with it. Awesome. Well, you can also head on over to knoxnews.com to read about the rental guide. We have a story about that over there as well as some more information about this exciting partnership. And, uh, as always, you know, we have newsletters too. So if you want to check out that (laughs) podcast description, we're gonna have a link to the urban Knoxville newsletter. In addition to a link to the urban Knoxville Facebook group, where you can keep up with things that are happening around downtown. You would hit that like or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. That way you get a notification every time a new episode drops. Or you can just come back on Tuesdays. And if you would, leave us a review. Tell us what you like about the show, what you would like to hear us talk about next. And as always, the scruffy stuff is brought to you by Knox News. So head on over to knoxnews.com slash subscribe to take advantage of our latest offers and sign up to support local journalism today. Wow. <laughs> Off the dome. That was so good. <laughs> well, Emily, thanks so much for being on the podcast again. I, was this number three? This is number now? three. You might be the the top. You might be the number one guest in terms of how many times you've been on the number show. Number one guest, new two Knox, three times mic drop i don't even meant to be that's what is. that is <laughs> all right <laughs> i was gonna say thanks again freeze well, frame high five we'll fade out some music or something <laughs> all right just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh human remains that are left listen to where secrets go to die the disappearance of Derek hennigan From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.